Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, well, boys and girls, hopefully you're not watching this show. This is not for children. Um, it's not that bad if you do watch it, but I'm just going to say it's not for children. It's just for safety reasons. This is J-House Radio episode 59. Your boy KJ and the most magnificent Los is back on the ones and twos. How's it going, Los? How's life? How you been? What's new? Uh, good. Just tired. Uh, wanted to show off my new shirt from Geek Fuel. I don't know okay. if recognize this. Let's but... see it. Oh, wait, the background. There you go. Pitbull. No, I don't recognize that, actually. Hold on. I don't know if you can see the bottom of it. Well, oh, no, I got the logo of the hoverboard that Biff used in Back to the Future. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, it was Bulldog hoverboard, and the thing it says on the bottom hoverboards now with even more power established 2015. Jeez, that is that is a deep cut of a shirt right there for sure, especially yeah. for our Back to Future fans out there. Um, Legion, what's up in chat, buddy? How you doing? Rip for KJ uniform. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Legion was expecting me to wear the uh, traditional KJ uniform. You know, the tank tops and the boots. <laughs> Every everybody's requesting the tank tops and the boots. Uh, hey, man. One, one day, one day it'll happen. <laughs> those special movies exactly exactly <laughs> exactly with the blue jeans he says geez louise anybody who is checking out the audio version don't forget you guys can check us out live we go live on youtube.com forward slash the j house we're also live on twitch as well at the same time uh twitch.tv forward slash j house radio don't forget join our discord uh los and i are in there from time to time we hang out in there we post uh we talk to the community so that will be uh the link to our discord will be in our show notes check that out um on the east coast it's been getting warm lately i've been enjoying some like decent weather over here it's been nice to get something above 70 degrees so getting ready for summertime uh, um, i'm actually excited about cleaning my truck really it's not warm enough to clean it yeah I, I feel like when it's nice outside it, it inspires you to clean your car more compared to when it's cold i used to clean my truck every sunday religiously mm -hmm. my truck was always spotless then yeah. comes my girlfriend <laughs> who thinks of my truck as an extension of her uh, uh of her pockets of her bags <laughs> and everything else jeez louise but, no bro i mean my truck was spotless bro i used to come with a toothpick make sure there was nothing really there. oh you kidding me my truck used to be spotless bro spotless i would For even me. take my cologne and spray on, on, on oh come on stuff. are you oh, bro, serious Swear to God. So that way, when you got into my truck, um, oh, what my car? Well, I always had a truck, so the mm -hmm. Bron well, the Bronco always smelled like Dejarum, so that was fine. <laughs> but the Explorer, right? Like that smelled like my cologne. So people are like, "Oh my God, it smells so nice in here." It smells like Los. <laughs> you know? And that Jeez. way, if any girl got into my truck, if she was messing with some other guy, you know, it smelled like me all over. It her. smelled like you. And it would just ruin, like, would ruin her, 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 her little. Her little game, you know what I'm trying to say? And the man that come up to his girl game. and be like, Why do you smell like loose? Exactly. I don't know, baby. I don't know. <laughs> and mind you, at that time, my, my friend Tinica used to buy me these uh colognes from Europe. Mm -hmm. so you couldn't the ones you couldn't get here in the States. So like I was the only one who had that particular cologne. Really? Yeah. Wow. Jeez Louise. Los Los and his stories, man. 
Um, back in the day, bro. Now I'm like fucking. Now you're practically married, man. Are you kidding, bro? My girl lives with me, bro. Let me. Yeah. Purposes, I'm I'm married, bro. You know, (laughs) like you gotta have those blinders on when you walk outside. You're like, nope, I don't see nothing. Keep your head down and look forward. That's it. Don't look at anything, guys. Look at my shoes. They're so nice. Exactly. I mean, for me, when it comes to my car, when that all changed, uh, I think it was when I had kids. Because I was I was the same way. I kept my car squeaky clean. Like I didn't eat in my car. Dirt was not allowed to even exist in my car. Once you had once I had kids, that stopped immediately. No, I was with my ex Anna and she had she used to bring her daughter. Mm-hmm. And still every Sunday I would clean the truck. And she used to come my mind, she was three years old. Mm-hmm. She'd want to come with she used to come with me outside to help me well, help me clean the truck. <laughs> Well, quote unquote, he's all right. Um, I feel you, man. So today, guys, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, One of our main topics that we're going to jump into later is Kevin Smith apparently wants to Snyder cut one of his movies, which is going to be interesting to talk about. Um, We're going to also add our little opinions on what we think should be Snyder cut as far as film or what we think should be remade, remade as far as video games. But before we jump into that, um, we got a few other small topics I want to jump into, which is Moon Knights. We're in episode three. Um, I know Los, you kind of caught up, kind of. Um, yes, what I'm halfway sh- through episode three. Okay. So I can talk about episodes one and two. Uh, okay. And three, I'm halfway through, so I can only talk about half, and I don't care about spoilers, so you could tell me the whole thing. Okay. Well, since I've seen, finished all three, uh, I want to get your take on it first. What do you think of the show so far? We don't have to go per episode. We can just do overall since we've seen all the episodes. Spoiler alert for anybody who has not caught up yet. Well, I'd have to do it by episode because the first one I was just kind of like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> you know, because I'm not, I'm not a Moon Knight fan in the comic books. So I'm coming in completely fresh. This is the first time I've ever seen a Marvel property where I don't have any information on the comic book. So for okay. me, it's really bizarre not to know what's going on. Okay. Um, so at first I was like, what is this? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt sorry for the fish with one fin. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Just a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> then the second episode came and it fixed everything. Like... I literally said to myself, within 10 minutes of the second episode, if it doesn't get better, I'm done. It's so funny. I felt that same way. I felt that same way. And then it fixed itself really quick, really good. And then I was hooked. So I'm in the middle of watching the third episode. Mm -hmm. I was ready to call you up and go, "Uh, listen, uh, I got to take a shit or something. You know? (laughs) Oh, man. Just finish watching it. But yeah, it really is good. Okay. Um, me, I'm a little torn right now. Um, first episode, same thing. I was a little confused. Uh, I kind of felt the same way that I felt when I watched the first episode of WandaVision, where I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. It's a little interesting. It's a little different, but I just, I felt like I just, I just felt lost. I didn't know what's happening. Uh, episode two did kind of clear things up a little bit for me. Um, but by episode three, and I'm not going to give away too much spoilers, but by episode three, I was just like, all right, it's good. 
I like the chemistry, you know, between the main characters, you know, uh, Moon Knight as a uh, superhero, so so to speak, is pretty cool. But I'm just like, it's just okay for me. It's just an okay Marvel show. I'm not, I'm not excited about it. I'm not really thrilled by anything well, with the show. What I, the way the show originally was framed in episode one, excuse me was it felt more like mental illness yes and then the second the second episode really it came alive and you felt like oh okay there is a story here there is something going on yeah and because when you saw that the jackal chase him and there was nothing really behind him i said oh man this guy's just crazy yeah you know i'm like he's imagining these things so we're gonna watch this and it's not real it's all in his head and then it quickly fixes itself and then when he fights a jackal the second time you just get to see that he's cloaked and when you threw what when that when um uh layla threw uh water on him yeah on the jackal you could see it um and things like that so maybe go okay okay there's there's a, a mythology here like you have to be blessed or cursed to kind of see what these creatures are yeah exactly that's what it seems like to me honestly because at at first i was a little confused too like wait some people can see it only he can see it wait who can see it so it was kind of confusing to me um the lore behind it and the whole mythological element behind it you know with uh in regards to some of the creatures and myths from egypt that stuff's interesting I like that stuff. Um, I love Egyptian lore and things like that. So that aspect of it is really interesting to me and it's kind of keeping me wanting to keep watching it. Um, the guy who plays, uh, the main character, what is his name? Uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yes. He's amazing. I I actually really like him. The fact that he goes from one accent to another at like a snap of a finger and then it's just. I like his character. Just, I just think overall the show is just so far. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not amazing. It's just okay. So far to me right now. So I don't know. Um, but like I said, I love the look of moon Knight as a character. I love the fact that he has, um, like I said, this is minor spoilers. You can practically see it in the poster. Um, I like that he has two looks. So, um, the one look that he has with the hood and stuff like that. That's when he's playing, um, that's when, um, yes, that that's when he's playing Mark. And then when he has the, um, the, uh, like, 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 the like the mummification suit. loot. Yeah. The white suit. I think that's cool. Cause then that's when he's playing the other guy. I, I forgot his name. Steven. Steven. Yeah. So that aspect is cool. Um, it's pretty much almost as if he has like three personalities at this point, it seems like it. So. It I seems know cool. The comic book, he has five. Five. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Five. Yeah. Because I looked it up real quick. Five personalities. Okay. Well, yeah. Mark there was the dominant one. Yes. And there, there was that moment. I don't know if you remember in episode three. I think you should have gotten to this point because it was pretty early, where um he was like, "Oh, who killed that guy?" And then Mark was like, "I didn't do it." And then the other guy said, I didn't, I mean, uh, Steven said, I didn't do it either. So it was like, okay, so who killed the guy? 
So I'm guessing there, like, that's one of the other personalities that you're talking about. Since, since there's five, yeah. we didn't get to see the, I guess the third or the fourth one yet. So I'm guessing that's who it was. So yeah. once, once that happened, I was like, okay, so there's another one inside him. That's interesting. So I'm just curious to see where it goes. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. I, I wonder what role Moon Knight is going to play in the future of the MCU. Like, where is he going to fit? Well, Moon Knight is kind of Marvel's answer to Batman. Um, okay. But they don't play him like Batman. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, he isn't the the, the multimillionaire. He's more like the detective. But, you know, to me, he seems more like the question than Batman. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. He does seem like more like a question kind of character. Uh, Dark Knight yeah. in chat says, I thought there were nine. Nine um, characters? Well, I mind you, I did a five-second um, search. See how many personalities there were. There could okay. be nine. Maybe the five I read was five that are being are going to be shown on the on the show. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did a quick search, so that's a possibility. That's a possibility. I could be very wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's interesting. Like you said, the whole detective idea. We have Stephen who kind of knows all the lore and the uh, myth, like the whole mythological element behind Egypt. And then um, we have the other guy who's pretty much the badass, you know, who's quick to punch and instead of ask questions, basically, Mark. So it's going to be cool to see how both of those characters in intertwine throughout the show. And like I said, to see what the future of Moon Knight is in the MCU. I'm pretty sure by the end of the season, we're going to probably see some kind of connection with another character, maybe, now, in the MCU. The thing that gets me is I, I thought I was pretty well versed in uh in Egyptian lore and mythology, like very casually. Yeah. Um, especially since what I've seen from documentaries and what I've actually learned from Stargate out of all shows, because that's wrapped up with Egyptian <laughs> mythology. Mm -hmm. Seriously, if you watch Stargate, like the first, I think it's seven or eight seasons, it's all about Egyptian mythology, you know. Interesting. Like Horus and everything else, and you learn all about it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I've never heard of this one. Actually makes you want to Google Egyptian mythology to see yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. Like it, it does like after watching the first three episodes, it makes me want to look into it more. I'm like, wow. So does this really exist or is this just made for TV? Because some of the stuff, some of the stuff they talk about in the show is pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Well, Marvel is very much tries to stick to. You know, I mean, look at Thor. You know, everyone he talks about is actually Viking gods and stuff. Yeah. So be, based on that, I would think they would follow through with Egypt also. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad, you know, that, that the, the TV landscape is changing. Like, now you're starting to see more and more Latinos in there, even if they're hidden. Because Oscar, Oscar Isaac is Guatemalan and Cuban. Really? Right in Miami. Um. So he's a Latino through and through. Uh, at first, I thought that he was like um, Santiago Cabrera, who's in Star Trek Picard. He was also in Heroes. Remember Heroes? That TV yeah. show? He was the artist in Heroes season one. Wow. I didn't even realize. Santiago Cabrera, the one from Picard. And wow. 
now we have Oscar, but Santiago Cabrera was like, he was raised in England. Mm -hmm. So, and I thought the same thing for Oscar Isaac and I looked it up. No, he's from Miami. He's American. That's crazy. He pulled that that England accent, that English accent off. Amazing. I thought he's from England. I know. You know what I want to know is remember we had that one viewer that's from England who uh who made fun of me when i was oh. just joking around with the english accents yeah 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 i wish that person was on because we could ask him how well did he do with the accent and what part of england is is that accent from remind me later i think they're in discord i'll have to ask them in discord um how they did because man he did that accent well i i literally thought he's from england for sure and i was like wait what when you told me he was latino i was like you're kidding me like he he is so diverse, man. So diverse. Like props to that guy. He is freaking awesome. Before we jump into our next topic, I did kind of want to touch base on one one of my favorite actors of all times, Bruce Willis. He is suffering from a form of dementia called asphasia. As aphasia. Yes. Uh, it's sad, man. I, I I just want to touch base on that real quick. I don't know if anybody uh knew about it, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring that to light and uh just wish the best of luck to him, man. Well, here's the thing: asphasia. What happens is you lose the ability to communicate. Yeah. So your brain scrambles your words, so you cannot express yourself. You know. Yeah. Where, um. Things get just jumbled and garbled up where you're and it and it affects your your vocals, it affects your speech. If you're deaf and you speak in sign language, it affects your sign language, it if it affects the communication portion of your brain. But it also makes you understand why he did so many direct to video movies. He was trying to earn all this money to bankroll for his family. Oh, that's why he was doing that. Yep. That makes sense. And it also explains why he was asking for so much money to do so little work. People thought it was ego. Maybe it was a simple fact that he's trying to save money for his family. Yeah. I, I do remember there was a, a time period where he was, um, like a lot of people were saying that, that Bruce Willis was asking for so much money for just like the littlest film. And now that kind of makes money. Now. I mean, now that kind of makes sense now, you know? Yeah. So... That sucks, man. I mean, I, I hope he uh, gets the help that he needs and, you know, best of luck to his family, man. Cause that's, that's gotta be hard to go through that. Yeah. Gotta be hard. It's incurable. Oh, it's incurable too. It's incurable. Like you can only treat a little bit of it, you know? Jeez. And the thing is like, physically he can still function, Yeah. but he cannot communicate. So like he, he literally can't, I mean, like he can. So like he, he can't talk at this point. It'll come out like nonsense. It'll come out like blah, 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 blah. You know, wow. and in his head, he thinks he's saying, can I have a cup of water? But it'll come out pork, chicken, fries, you know, just a jarble of words and a jarble of sound. Wow. So that he's sucks, lost man. his ability to communicate. So I, I'm, I, I think. I think they announced that that was that that this was it for him that he's not doing any more films at all right now i believe he retired but it also makes me wonder if that's the reason why on set 
he had to have an earpiece to say his to say his lines. Wow, I didn't know that. At the end of his career, he had to have an earpiece to say his lines. A lot of things start falling into place when you start when you find out about the diagnosis and you found out and you look at his behavior for the past five. I think it's five to ten years. Jeez, wow that that sucks, man. Well, I mean, on a positive note. What's one of your favorite Bruce Willis movies of all time? Uh, other than one of the greatest Christmas movies, Die Hard. Um, <laughs> other than, yeah. Believe it or not, I actually like Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. I don't think I know that one. Dude, it was considered like one of the top 10 worst movies ever. <laughs> um, but I liked it. I just thought it was fucking goofy. Why do I, why do I feel so like... Goofy. Why do I feel like most of Bruce Willis's movies are like, like good bad movies? Well, like most of his movies are just that. Not all of them. I mean, like Die Hard was excellent. Yeah, yeah, you know? Die, Die Hard. Die Hard definitely. Two was excellent. Die Hard Three was good. Die Hard Four wasn't that bad, and then Five on up, it just turned into nonsense. There was a fifth um, Die Hard. Yeah. He Wait, there was went to, went to Russia. I don't know if I saw that. His son. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I, I don't think I know that. Oh, actually, no. I think I do know that one. Yeah. I just, I didn't know that that was part three. I thought that was four. For uh, some reason. One of the first movies he made was called Blind Date. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, mm -hmm. I do remember that one. Lighting, of course, was tremendous. Look who's talking. He was really good. Uh, look who's talking to look who's talking was i loved i forgot about that one look who's talking was really good i did the like last that one. boy scout i wish there was a part two to it yeah that was actually good i like yeah. last boy scout uh pulp fiction he did an amazing job i just i just love pulp fiction in general i just freaking love that show i mean movie <laughs> in four rooms he was really good in four rooms too I feel like anything he does with Quentin Tarantino is is like gold. Yeah, um, Fifth Element was good. Yeah, I, I. That's probably out of most of his movies. That's probably my favorite one. Next yeah. to next to like, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance, classic. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Good one. Um, Sixth Sense. The yeah. Won an Oscar. That was actually very different for him. That playing playing that role yeah. was different. Very different. So the whole the whole nine yards was another good movie he was in. Oh and he actually, yes. Um, oh, hell, co-star's name from Friends. Oh, the guy that played Chandler. Yes. Yeah. So Matthew Perry bet Bruce Willis that this movie will be a hit. Right. He goes, listen, if I if I win. You have to appear on Friends for free. He goes, if you win, I'll give you like 50K or some obnoxious money. I'm not playing. Swear to God. And that's why Bruce Willis appeared on Friends. Because he lost the bet. Because the whole nine yards. Wow. That is actually a really interesting fact right there. I did not know that. I was actually just going to mention like, hey, Bruce Willis appeared on Friends. I was just about to say that too. Appeared on three episodes. Um... Unbreakable, I thought was crap. Side note, it's kind of funny that in the movie, the whole nine yards, uh, Matthew Perry was dating Will Smith's daughter. 
and in Friends, Matthew Perry was dating Will Smith's daughter. <laughs> Literally the same exact storyline. Do you know that like, I stopped watching Friends after the fifth season? Why? Um, I couldn't relate to it. It started. It, it went from being single to settling down. And so I was in my super single phase. So when they started settling down, I was like, ah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Go back to the single people. I will sorry. admit. I will admit, I did kind of feel like, I, I do feel like Friends, before they settle down, is more interesting, is more funny than when they settle down. I will I will 100% admit, I felt the same way. You know, I still love the show, even after they settle down, but it's just the, the things, the storylines, like the things they did, the things they went through before they got married and all that, was just so funny. It was just so good. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just different when they settle down and have kids and get married and stuff like that. It's just different. It doesn't hit the same. Yeah. And, and that's the only show that has it's based in New York where you don't see any Latinos. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Barely any black people. What the fuck, bro? Have you been to New York? There's a bodega on every corner. All right. Well, there's a black certain part of New everywhere. York. Okay, you're gonna tell me that in Friends they couldn't have any? At least Ross had a black girlfriend. I'll give him that much. Ross but did that's have a black girlfriend. Really Ross did have a black girlfriend. Yeah. I guess what they were doing was they were following that particular group of friends on their journey. I, I don't know. I just love the Dude, show. But think about it, man. Listen, I don't care. Look, unless you're like Donald Trump living in your fucking tower, right? Yeah, you're, that where you would barely see anyone who's not white and rich. Okay, yeah. But any Joe Schmo in New York, they're gonna see everybody, and their apartment is fucking unbelievable. Like there is no apartments that big. <laughs> if that was an actual New York apartment, that'd be like a multi-million-dollar apartment. That actually was a nice apartment. I will admit that that was a nice apartment. I was like, That's wow, like what? Or where was that at? Apartments put together. Yeah, that that was that that was actually pretty huge. That was pretty huge. I was like, man, I, I wish I wish my first apartment looked like that. That was amazing. Bro, that'd it's be huge for Wisconsin. Yeah. That was that was pretty big. Pretty big. So yeah. Um Bruce Willis. Um best of luck to him. Best of luck to his family. And um I hope he uh is at least able to live a healthy life, you know, to the best of his ability from here on out. Yeah. So um like I said But the thing is too is also He's from Jersey, okay, Bruce Willis. Jersey and man. Us, yeah, he's from Jersey. And a lot of us from Jersey, we don't like to depend on anybody for anything. Yeah. It is very much a Jersey thing. Like, yo, I got this, you know? Yeah. And I really do hope that he can emotionally go through it, you know, uh, because he's going to need help. And I hope he finds a way to get it and get the support that he needs to get through this. Yeah. True indeed. Like I said, in closing, I can officially say I was in a movie with Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. Not, not too many people can say that. Um, all right. So let's jump into one more topic before we jump into our main topic here. Uh, DC has a new, uh, president of DC studios, new, oh, a new owner, shall I say, um, let me see. Actually, Would we you have, break it down. How yes, you break it down because you understand it a lot better than I do. So Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns DC. Warner Brothers also owns HBO. 
So now Discovery, you know, the people who make all those documentaries, yeah, now own DC Comics, now own HBO. Ooh, that's big. That's huge. That's big. And if you go to HBO Plus, there's Cartoon Network on there too. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. I was like, Cartoon Network, why is that on here? <laughs> but that yeah, makes sense now. Um, you know what? Damn, like I don't have my HBO Plus logged in here. Uh, HBO Max? HBO Max, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, HBO Max. So, yeah. So, well, why, oh, why are you looking? Harry Potter is on there. Friends is on there. Yeah. Uh, Dune is on there. Um, Looney Tunes is on there. I need to watch Dune, by the way. I keep, like, watching it. I, I keep starting it. But then I just never finish it because it's so long. I, I got to I gotta put like three and a half hours aside to sit down and watch it. Um, right, so l let's break this down. Discovery now owns HBO, HBO Max, DC, right? According to HBO Max, Sesame Street, Turner Movie Classics, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Looney Tunes, and Cartoon Nitro. And Studio... Yes. Ghibli, G-H-I-B-L-I, which is anime stuff. So Discovery wow. just went from being the documentary person to now documentary uh, and reality shows, from documentary and reality shows to now a huge entertainment corporation. Yeah, that's 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 huge, man. That's huge. Yes. Which I also think... means Discovery now has the possibility of piggybacking on their DC productions by making documentaries on how it's made. So now they could take their documentary department and make documentaries on the movies they're making. So now you have all this cross, um, um, cross pollination, so to speak. Thank you. Cross pollination of their products. So if a movie's not that great, but their effects were tremendous, you're going to watch discovery plus you know, and yeah. see the documentaries on that. So now they could do all these documentaries on DC and fill up, fill up that up. They could do documentaries on Looney Tunes. You know, it's like there's so much DC, um, excuse me, Discovery now has by owning this, by owning Warner Brothers and owning all these other properties. Yeah. For the, uh, the uh, deal um side note went through for 40 43 billion dollars warner media this Which is I huge think is an actual bargain yeah that's that that is a bargain compared to like that's compared to what they're getting i would have thought it would have been more than that i mean it's still a lot of money but i would have thought it would have been way at, at least like in the 70s close to the 80s to be honest with you yeah i agree with you i absolutely agree with you it so, makes me wonder why it was sold off so cheaply. Um, a lot of people are wondering if it was because um, DC was probably going through an identity crisis. Um, the DCEU films were pretty scatterbrained at this moment. They're kind of all over the place. We don't know what's going on with Batman. We don't know what's going on with Superman. We don't, we don't know what the... I believe hmm? there is no more DCEU. I'm, I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with you. I, I, I don't think there is. 
look at what's going look at what we talked about a few days ago the the video the video that we posted on youtube by the way guys check it out ezra miller um he might be getting replaced as flash he's like losing his mind um we don't know what's going on with the future of batman and things like that and who knows what's happening with the justice league that's probably not even a thing anymore you know like what is the future of dc like everything is kind of in the air and i felt like they probably got it at a bargain because dc whoever whoever was running dc was like you know what just take it just just, just take it i i don't i don't know what to do with this anymore just take it i'll take whatever i can get at this point so you're literally looking at the last possible dceu movie is shazam 2 because the flash is dceu aquaman 2 is dceu yeah flash 2 is dceu and it's dead yeah we don't know what's happening from here it's yeah. it's I mean, some people, I, I, I read a lot of information about this online. Some people said that there could be a chance that, um, that Warner, that Warner could be looking at, uh, this accusation. I mean, this, uh, this merger acquisition, acquisition as maybe, uh, wh whoever's coming over to take over, it could be possibly the next Kevin Feige, which yeah. Could be a possibility. I mean, we need a Feige. We need somebody who has passion to come into this, you know, business or to, to come into DC and say, all right, let's fix this. Let, let's make some, some good artistic films here. Like, like let's, let's, let's do some work, you know, hopefully we can get somebody with some passion who wants to actually do some work here because we need that right now. You need the passion of Kevin Smith with the business knowledge of Feige. Yes, 100 100% agree. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Um, this is a great merger. Um, there's so many like resources that DC can use from discovery. Discovery is huge. They have so many resources. So I'm really interested to see like the collaborations that we can have here. And I'm one, I just wonder what's going to happen with the future films. Like, are they going to try to read? I, I hope they don't reboot everything. Because a lot of things don't need to be rebooted. We don't need we don't need another Batman movie that talks about how his parents died. We don't need that for the billionth time. So I'm just really curious to see with this merger, what are they going to do with these films? How are they going to handle it? What's the future going to look like? I think that the future for the next five years is going to be shaky. You need to shuffle the deck. And then once the deck is shuffled, then you can actually deal out a hand and see where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if they're going to start focusing on, on the other characters in DC. The question for one. Yeah. Are they going to go with a Nightwing movie? Are they going to, there's already a background movie in talks. You know, there's all these other characters that you could play with. I would love to see a question movie. Yeah, true. I, I, I would kind of like them to go the Marvel route. And give us some TV shows about, I mean, like you have HBO max, like give us some shows about some characters that might need to sit in the oven for a little bit before you put them on the big screen. Look at what we're getting I, with Moon Knight. If, if HBO max, if discovery keeps the HBO max formula and the way it goes, I don't see that happening because HBO max doesn't feel complete, you know, um, like nothing seems very put together in it, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And it's very section, you know, and, and it's very segregated as far as what it recommends for you, you know, what are you looking at and things like that. When you look at Disney, Disney has their, their banner up front. Look at, you know, something from Star Wars, something from Marvel, something from National Geographic. Like yeah. all these things are just constantly flashing and everything they suggest is very mixed. Yeah. But when you go to HBO Max, it's not really that mixed. And they're trying to push their own content first. And none of their content really seems all that interesting. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, it needs to mature, you know? Yeah, it Um, definitely does. Netflix is another one who needs to mature. Like they recommend the same thing like four or five times. And you're like, I don't want that. Yeah. Netflix just has a lot of stuff though. Netflix has a lot. I mean, granted there's options because they have a lot of subscribers. They got to have something up there for everybody. So, but I just kind of feel like their recommendations aren't very intelligent. Yeah. Like the, the interface is not very intelligent. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm hoping that this merger can really lead to something special with DC. Uh, I'm a really big DC fan. As everybody knows, pretty evident. I talk about it all the time. Um, I just want to see something fresh. I want to see something new. Right. And I hope this merger just means something. I hope it just doesn't just, just be, be a merger, just, just to be a merger, like do something with it. One quick thing, and then we'll move on. Okay. Name me one HBO max original TV show. Give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> um, IMDB. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. See, that's my point. HBO Max isn't the. There's a Tokyo Vice TV series. There's a TBC called Minx. Uh, Minx about play. Um, uh, about. Um, pornography. There's a Julia Child miniseries. Another one called Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers. You know, uh, yeah. there's a black lady sketch show, which I've never heard of. My brilliant friend I never heard of. Yeah. Game theory, the invisible plot, smalls, thaw, rucks, you know, yeah, I don't like, there's all this stuff that nobody hears about. Yeah, they don't I feel like I wanna say I don't feel like they promote their TV shows as much because I don't know any of those shows. Like you're like like you're saying that stuff and I'm like, uh it's Sounds like stuff that you would find like at the very bottom of the streaming app. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this they promote is, the heck out of their movies. This is on the forefront of their streaming app. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I see why you say that DC might not invest into their Marvel TV shows if some people probably don't even know about their regular TV shows that, that, that they have now. The only real TV show people know about is Doom Patrol and Young Justice. Yeah, Doom Patrol. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's probably the only one that I do know about because I want to take the time to watch it one day, one of these days. Yeah. I feel like when HBO Max first came out, we saw a lot of promotion, then just kind of it kind of died. I felt like maybe the owners of DC and slash HBO Max just didn't know, like they, they just didn't have the passion for it anymore. It's just like things just didn't feel the same after after a while. Their biggest push was the Snyder Cut. Yes, that that was part of their heavily promoted thing and then nothing exactly yeah i mean everything else was oh we got matrix day and date we got dune day and date matrix by the way side note i don't know if you watched it horrible 
Was it? Horrible. Like, I know we're going on a lot of tangents today, guys, but it's been a long week. I just feel like talking. Um, the I don't think we needed the Matrix Resurrections. Is that what it was called? Or, yeah, Resurrections. I think that's what it was called. We did not need that movie. What the heck was that? I'm not going to spoil anything. But and what's it's not the... on HBO Max anymore. Yeah, so what it was, so their deal that they do is they they have day and date with some movies. It'll stay on the platform for a little bit, and then it'll, it'll go away. And then it'll come back once it goes to, like, DVD or something. That's pretty much what they did with most of their movies. They did that with Mortal Kombat. They, they did that with Dune. So it's like a limited time release when it comes out in the theaters compared to also when it comes out on the streaming service. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, we didn't need that movie. The matrix. I felt like it was just like, Hey, let's just make some money. What do people like the matrix? Let's bring it back. Sure. Let's do it. Horrible, horrible freaking movie. The first, <laughs> the first 30 minutes of the movie. I loved, I was like, oh, give me, take, take that 30 minutes of the movie out and make a separate movie. Cause I love what they were doing there with, um, what is his name in the movie? Um, the one the heck is his name. Oh, um, Neo, Neo. Oh, Neo. Yeah. 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 I, I love what they were doing with Neo in like the first 30 minutes. He was like a, a video game designer trying to find himself like I'm, I'm not explaining it, you know, I'm not explaining it to the best of my ability, but what they were doing was interesting. I liked it. And then his, his, uh, relationship with Carrie Ann Moss or whatever. Her, yeah. I think this thing's Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. His, his, his relationship with her in the movie was cool. They, they were both trying to like find themselves. They had some kind of remnants of their previous life and it was awesome. That would have been great as like a side movie after that. I was like, what the heck is this movie about? Why are we doing this? It was just nothing but trying to hit that nostalgia button with everybody. That's all it was. Well, the thing is, too, technology's changed since then. You know, um, in the original Matrix, you know, you had to look for a payphone. Yeah. What do you do now? There's no payphones. <laughs> I didn't even think about <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You know, that's really. Oh, we need a landline. We need a hard line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Building? We have no more payphones. That is yeah. so interesting. I did not even think about that. We don't have payphones now. So what are they going to do to transfer? Pick up their smartphone. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this merger. Hopefully DC can uh, make the best of it um, or discovery for that matter. Um, all right. So our last news topic that we're going to jump in for the nights, our man, fellow New Jerseyan, Kevin Smith says um i saw a, a recent article by the way my girl picked up an article um it's like hey you should talk about this on the show and i was like you know what that's a good freaking idea los and i love kevin smith um kevin smith uh said in a recent article that he wants to snyder cut one of his own movies we don't know what he hasn't mentioned which one yet but he said he would like to so los if you were to pick any kevin smith movie to be snyder cut or i guess smith cut for that matter what would you want to pick? Well, it's got to be from one of his viewers universe films. <laughs> his Canadian stuff just. Ugh. It's weird. Yeah, like walrus. You know, <laughs> I did not like. Um, I'm trying to think what 
Which which movie would I want him to start a cut? Hosers, I didn't like. I have um, one. I have one. What? Uh, if I wanted Kevin Smith to Snyder to Smith cut one of his movies, I would want him to redo Chasing Amy. I love that movie. I freaking love that movie. Why you make that face? <laughs> because certain pieces of Chasing Amy remind me of my life. Ah, okay. So he's like, I don't want to see my life again. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was a great movie absolutely great movie and at that time i had a crush on what's her face in that movie oh i know exactly who you're talking about um uh what is her name let's see who finds it first who will find it first joey adams joey lauren adams joey lauren adams i had such a crush on her at that time yeah she was cool she was like the actress of like the nineties and eighties. Like, yeah, she, she was the it girl for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking love that movie. I, I think one of the things I loved about that movie, one, one of the things I loved about a lot of Kevin Smith movies was one of the things I loved about a lot of, um, um, what is his name? Um, Quentin Tarantino movies. I, I love interesting dialogue I, I love movies that rely heavily on dialogue it's just so interesting to me we don't get a lot of movies like that anymore you know like good dialogue heavy movies that like make you think and that that entertain you through the dialogue you know um that's what i loved about that movie in it, it and i guess maybe it's like a nostalgia thing for me it kind of reminds me of like my life during that time and things like that so I would have to pick Jason Amy. If I had him, Kevin Smith, Smith, Kevin Smith cut a movie, I would want to see Jason Amy again. Um, for me, it would be up between Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Good pick. Good pick. And Dogma. I forgot about Dogma. I completely forgot about that. Do you know why? Why Dogma? Um because kevin smith doesn't own dogma really harvey feinstein fine you know who i'm talking about the one who's in jail for raping all those women uh i gotta no i gotta look it up hold on hold on weinstein oh harvey weinstein okay remember one of the that that he went to jail the big fat guy Bro, if, if oh dogma, yeah 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 okay I know what you're talking about I see it. He right, owns Dogma, so it's not on a streaming service. Interesting. So that's why people forgot about it. Yeah, I completely forgot about that movie. So I mean, that does kind of fall into the the lines of a Snyder cut type of film because he didn't own it, so he goes back and remakes it. Now it's his. I get why you would pick that one. I get it. Makes sense. Well, the thing is, too, with that one, he kind of... That was his first mature movie, you know? Um, even though you may not think it, it is a heavy topic. So I'm so curious, what are the maybes and what is the other stuff he didn't include in that? Yeah. You know? And Jay and, Bob, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, it was such a crazy movie. I'm curious what other, like, shit he invented for it. <laughs> I'm sure he has a lot of scenes and a lot of things he probably cut from that movie that he just, man, like with that movie being what it was, I would love to see what the unedited version 
or like the uncensored version of the movie would be. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I would definitely love to see any of those movies. Plus, um, chasing Amy, like it'd be interesting to see if he actually goes through it and see what see what movie he picks. You know, um, yeah. Kevin Smith was definitely one of my favorite indie directors of the '90s. I love his work. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see him go at it again. It's just that him directing something now would be totally different than him directing something back in the early '90s. So it was like. How would that look like? Will it still like if he did chasing Amy again, what would that look like in 2022, 2023? Yeah. What would that feel like? You know, it, it, it would be totally different. His mindset was different during that time. So it'd be different but to see what he goes going back to his movies. Like he is making a clerk's three. I did hear about that. Yes. Uh, he's working on a script, right? I think. He's... I'm sorry. Isn't he just writing the script right now or, or is he in uh post? No, I'm mean... directing it. Also, oh, Twilight of the Mall Rats. He's uh, it's in pre-production right now. Get out of here! Get out of here! I didn't know that. Oh man, we're back in the Kevin Smith era, chat. Yeah, so I, I'm. I want to see those. I want to see what he what he's gonna do. And a lot of this comes from the simple fact that he had a heart attack and he was like, you know, and he survived his heart attack. He was like, you know, people love these movies. Why did I stop? Yeah, you know what I. I do. Um, I follow him on Instagram, and I do remember him saying something about that, about how his heart attack made him think about life, make him think about, made him think about his work, and things like that. And he wants, to, and he wants to get back into work. I mean, I, I think it's great, man. I love his work. Um, I, I want to see some of his, some of his, his, his previous style of making films. I would love to see that again. Yeah. So. The only thing is, I love Kevin Smith. Don't get me wrong. But the one thing I don't like about him is he doesn't move the camera. <laughs> he doesn't move the camera. No. What do you mean? Look at his movies. Almost everything is locked off. You have the shot. It's locked off. There's very little panning. There's very little tilting. There's he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Emotions. He really yeah. does direct for actors and let the actors performance tell the story, not the camera. But you know what? I think that's what I liked about his films. That was endearing about his films is that, yeah, we didn't get a lot of panning. We barely got any camera movement at all. And I, I didn't even think about that until you said it. But yeah, he does rely heavily on his actors. But that's what makes his movies unique, though. But you look know? at John Hughes. John Hughes did the exact same thing, but there's still camera motions in there. Yeah, true indeed, true indeed. But that's he why does I... it in such a way that it follows the story. Yeah, that's why I said it'd be really, it, it, it'd be really interesting to see what he does like now, like how like Clerks Three, um, uh, what's the other movie you said that he's making? Um, uh, Mall Rats. Yeah, like it's gonna be interesting seeing him revisit those old franchises and see what's going to change with the Kevin Smith of now compared to the Kevin Smith of back then. How we did those movies now compared to I mean then compared yeah. to now, it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely going to be Listen, interesting. Kevin Smith is such an influence that some guys, and I think they're from Canada, mm -hmm. is making a movie about the making of Clerks. <laughs> He's making a movie about the making of Clerks? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's called Shooting Clerks. It hasn't been released yet. They did edit the thing. Kevin Smith did watch it. And Kevin Smith cried throughout the movie because he was like, oh my God, they got everything. 
And when they interviewed the people who made the movie, they said, we got all of this from Kevin Smith talking about the making of Clerks. So they figured out a timeline of everything that happened. They wrote a script. They shot it, directed it, edited the whole thing. And it's about the making of Clerks called Shooting Clerks. Talk about some diehard fans, man. That is, that's, that's diehard. That is really diehard. Jeez. Um, All right. So on the topic of talking about Snyder cutting or Smith cutting a movie, if you were to Snyder cut any, any movie, any movie you want, what would it be? The Breakfast Club. Good pick. We just had a podcast episode about that. Guys, go watch it. The reason why is most people don't know that there is an alternate cut of The Breakfast Club. Really? There is? is? Yes. It is 45 minutes to an hour because it's never been confirmed. 45 minutes to an hour longer. It was John Hughes' original cut of the movie that only exists in his archive. Wow. I want to see that. I want to see what a weekend of writing becomes a movie and how much more there was to that movie. That is so interesting. I did not know that. Good pick. Good pick. Um, if I, all right, wait. So before I ask, well, make my statement. So would you want the original cast? Like, would you want like an up to, oh yeah, I forgot you just said, so it would be new kids basically. Yes. Never mind. Yeah. But if I was kids. to recast and shoot and do some changes to the script to the breakfast club, do I think I have the skills to do it? Yes, I do. Only because of how much John Hughes influenced my filmmaking. That would be interesting to see a low cut of the breakfast club. I would love to see what you would do with that. Oh, guaranteed. Right now, I'm going to see you across the board. I would change a bunch of the races in in the movie. Of course, of course. And I would go against type for a couple things. Interesting. Like, yes. Like the um, Molly Ringwald character. Yeah. Uh, would be Asian. <laughs> 100% be Asian. Okay. The athlete, I would leave as a white boy. Mm-hmm. But the rocker, I'd have a black guy do it because it's against cast. Yeah, totally true. And I like I like that idea because people just have this idea of like, oh, if you're black, you listen to hip hop. Yeah, bullshit. You know, have you mm-hmm. ever heard of the band Living Color? Yeah, yeah, I love that band. By the way, great music. Great fucking music. If nobody's ever chat, if you guys have not listened to Living Color, check them out. Good music. Yeah, like I would never do the nerd as a black man because of Urkel. Yeah. Okay. You know, and that's just going back to like this weird nostalgia throwback. Yeah. Thing that I wouldn't do. I I would have probably the geek or the weirdo as Latino. Mm. And then the other race, I would do Arab. Nice pick. Okay. But my one rule is nobody talks about the race. Yeah. Like you can't sit there at any point and talk about, you know, oh, well, you're black. Well, why do you listen to rock music? No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. 
Yeah, because it's, it's it's too typical. I, I I hate when movies do that. You know, it's like yeah. I get it. You want to make a story about it, but can we talk about something else, please? You know, like why do we gotta put like a flag out there? Why do we gotta like ring an alarm? Like, hey, I'm a black guy who likes rock music. Just so you like, no, just just let it be yeah. what it is. Who Listen, cares? That's one of the things I liked about Star Trek was they didn't bring it up. Understand? Yeah. It was never a thing. It wasn't like you know. Like Sulu, when he used the sword to fight in the hallways, he used the rapier, not a samurai sword. Yeah. You know, uh, no one ever said the only one time they they actually spoke about Lieutenant Uhura being black was when they bought a replica of Abraham Lincoln on the Enterprise. Don't ask. It was the third season. It was really bizarre. <laughs> um, and he mentioned something. But okay. it's just, that's what I like. Like you had an Indian English guy play the doctor on Deep Space Nine. And never once was it mentioned. Yeah. And, and it's I kind of think like I'd want to carry that over. But yeah. I would actually have um, Judd Nelson play the part of um, the the teacher. Ooh. That'd be an interesting pick. <laughs> I would have Anthony Michael Hall play the part of the janitor. Anthony Michael Hall. I gotta, I gotta look him up again. The nerd. Oh, wow, that would that would be, that'd be kind of ironic because his dad was the janitor in the movie. Yeah, that'd be ironic. Um, Molly Ringwall and Ali Sheedy would have to play the moms that drop off the kids. Wow. <laughs> be like, yeah, I had to go through this when I was your age. Do you know in the original version of the script there was a female teacher in the building also? Really? Yeah. And he got I, taken out. I thought it was kind of interesting that he was like the only like staff in the building, but it kind of makes sense. It was Saturday detention. Nobody's going to come to work if they don't have to. You know? Makes sense. I work at a school system. It's usually a security guard, a custodian, and a teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, oh, that was like... Guard. Oh, yeah, you're right. There wasn't a security. I mean, it probably was there. They just didn't show them. So makes yeah, sense. But if I would modernize it, I, maybe I would take Ali Sheedy to be the security guard. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Breakfast Club is a good pick. That's definitely a good and pick. You, if you had to reboot a movie, what would you do? If I wanted a movie to be remade, what movie would I pick? Uh, I would love to see Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know. What movie would you, as a director, would like to remake, and who are your possible cast picks? Wow. Okay, so I'll take that one back. Um, I would, I would, I would personally would want to do Scream. Like I would do the first Scream over again, which would be very hard to do because I think the first Scream is impeccable. It's a perfect film. Uh, because anybody who knows me, I'm a big horror guy. I love Wes Craven. Uh, Wes, Wes Craven is like the king of horror. Um, I just, I just love that movie. Um, I would, I, I would remake it not just to try to make it better because it's an amazing film, but I would remake it because I just think it'd be fun. It's, it's, it's such a smart movie. Uh, it makes fun of itself. Uh, it, it makes fun of the horror genre in general. It, it breaks the third wall multiple times. Um, it's, it's just, it's a very unique 
horror film and i don't think we've ever had a, a film like that ever since and films tried to be like scream but they just couldn't pull it off um okay. as far as casting yep that is a tough question um geez who would i i i I would at least try to figure out Sydney. So who would I want to play Sydney? Um, man, give me some actresses. Give me, give me some random actresses. I gotta, I, I gotta think about that one. Okay, here's here's a better question. Okay, okay. would you take any of the actors from Stranger Things? Okay, better question. Um, would I pick any actors from Stranger Things? One hundred percent. Um, let me actually pull up the actors from Stranger Things so I can actually get their names right. And would you pull any actors who are currently on Disney or were on Disney? Um, if I was to pull any actors from Stranger Things, uh, I would definitely pick, uh, Millie Brown who plays Eleven. Uh, she would be Sydney. I think her range is amazing. Um, I love her in Stranger Things. She was also in a TV show on a, a movie on Netflix. I can't think of the name right now. Um, but she's an amazing actor, actress. So I would have her play Sydney because of her range. Is she in the correct age range? I believe, let me see, Millie, Millie Brown. How old is she? Uh, she, wow. She's born in 2004. That's so crazy to see that. Um, so she's born in 2004. How old would she be? Oh, she's 18. Yeah. She's 18. So yeah. So she'd be about the, the right range. Uh, that's high school age. So yeah, I I would pick Millie, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. I would pick her to play Sydney. Um, if I was to pick another person from Stranger Things, uh, which I think he would be great for the role, I would pick Finn Wolf Wolfhead Wolfhard, who plays Mike in Stranger Things. I would have him play the killer, uh, who was dating Sydney in the movie. Um, okay. I just like his look. He he looks like he would be that weird boyfriend who is obsessed with movies and wants to kill his girlfriend like i i I think he would play that role good um i'm trying to think all the other characters from scream are kind of like you know nobody really i don't know okay so what who from the original cast would you want to do a cameo or play a major role um i would want to get uh the guy who plays dewey like he has to be the cameo um what is his name um Jeez. Oh man. What is his name again? I feel bad that I don't know his name because, uh, let me see one second chat. Who plays what character? Uh, Dewey, uh, David Arquette. Really? David Arquette? I, I, I would get David Arquette to come back. Cause he's so iconic in that series. Like everybody knows Dewey. Such a bad huh? He's such a bad actor. I mean, yeah, but like. Scream, but the thing is, if you're a fan of Scream, nine times out of ten, you're probably a fan of Dewey. He he. Thought you were gonna pick who? Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he played Stewart. He also played Shaggy in in the Scooby Doo movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, not really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really pick him. Um, Legion and. Legion in chat says, I was thinking the uh thinking of the guy Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason. I gotta look that up now. Paul Gleason. I'm not sure who that is. 
Let me know when you that's find Vern. him. That's Vernon from from the Breakfast Club. I would want Judd Nelson Bender to play Vernon. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Going back to our Breakfast Club con- um, conversation, I can see that. It'd be a role reversal. Yeah. And now I think, he's at the age that Vernon was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be a pretty cool role, role reversal. Um, but yeah, like I said, I would I would pick Dewey to make a comeback or like a cameo in my version of Scream because, like I said, a lot of people who are fans of Scream love Dewey. He's next to Sydney. I mean, he's an iconic character. Gail is cool, you know. She's annoying, but whatever. But it, it's 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 Sydney and Dewey. Like like that's. That's the top two dogs in that movie, you know. Nev Campbell, have her come back as a cameo. I feel like that's too, that's too like like that's like that would be expected, you know. So, I would go with okay, Dewey. Hey, here's a question for you: Would you bring um, what is her name, Drew Barrymore back? Oh yes, yes. Um, jeez, if I if I brought Drew back. I would have Drew be the partner's, be the killer's partner just because she died in the first movie. So have her come back and be the killer in, in this movie. Like, okay. I would just do that. I would just we do that. Do a podcast on that. That actually is a really good idea. One of our favorite movies. That's a good idea. We had like two good ideas for podcasts just in this one episode. Write yeah, that down. That. Legion. Write that down, send that to me in Discord just in case I forget, because I will forget that. Just remind me. Um, so yeah, that's what I would pick. I would wanna um I don't even want to say Snyder Cut because I feel like I feel like that's disrespecting to Wes. Uh may he rest in peace. But if I was to remake a movie, if I was to do my own version of a movie, I would do Scream because it is hands down well, I would say my favorite horror movie of all time. Period. I freaking okay. love it. So Five second um, question, just one quick answer. A non-horror movie, would you remake and which one would it be? And then we'll save that for the other podcast. Oh, you want me to answer that or you want me to, or you want me to yeah, save for no, that? I want you to answer that. Um, the top of your head. A non-horror the podcast itself, it would be different. Yeah. A non-horror movie that I would remake, uh, just literally off the top of my head, Ninja Turtles. I could see you doing Ninja Turtles. I love it. Uh, the first one is probably the best out of any that were ever made. Yes. Uh, no other one has ever been like that one. That one was serious yet funny, yet followed the comics, yet followed the cartoons. It's the best Ninja Turtle movies. Period. So Believe I, would... it or not, I could see you directing Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I, I Absolutely, I could see you doing that. I freaking love that movie. So, really quick question, and also before we get out of here, if you were to remake any video game, what would it be and why? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, please, because I need a moment to think about it. Um, if I was to remake any video game, what would it be and why? Um, that this is a as really a movie or a game. As a ah, okay, as either one, whichever one you want. Um, all right, so I guess I'll change my question then. What video game would I remake as a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm just gonna go remake as a game first. Um, Splatterhouse. 
don't know if you remember Splatterhouse from back in the day on the, I believe it was on the Sega Genesis. You played this character that was pretty much dressed up as Jason. He had a hockey mask and everything. It was basically a knockoff Jason. And he went through a haunted house, killing souls and killing monsters and demons. It was freaking cool. I'm surprised we don't have a Splatterhouse remake already. Splatterhouse, the video game from, I'm actually going to pull it up right now because I want to see when this came out just so I can do it justice uh splatterhouse um oh actually i lied they did do a remake already it came out on the xbox 360. <laughs> oh, it did? yes it did i actually forgot about that um splatterhouse was a beat-em-up arcade game developed by developed and published by namco um it originally came out in November of 1988. Oh, it came out in Japan of 88 and America. It came out in 89. Um, it originally came out in the arcade and then it eventually came to Sega. Uh, I think it was only on Sega. I could be wrong for anybody who wants to correct me. Just write in the comments or in chat and let me know. Um, but yeah, Splatterhouse. I I forgot it was remade. Yeah, it came out. It came out on the Dreamcast. I don't remember when it came out for the Dreamcast. But yeah, it apparently came out for the Dreamcast, a remake. Um, yeah. Okay, so movie. What game would I turn into a movie? Um, and it could be a trilogy too. To make it easier for you and it could be a trilogy what video game would i make a movie i would love to see horizon zero dawn as a movie i don't know if you played that game no um i'll pull up the trailer for you in a minute let me actually pull it up for you right now so you can check it out uh horizon zero dawn you basically play a female who is in living in a uh post post apocalyptic world filled with robot dinosaurs and animals and she's pretty much trying to save the world from from abomination um uh it's funny because when you're playing the game you're discovering relics from our time so like she's finding cups let's say from the year 2020 she's like wow this is what they used to drink from and it's so interesting seeing her interacting with things from our time that seems so alien like to them during that time, because there's so many light years into the future that they don't, they like the way they live, they live like tribes, people basically compared to how we live now, but their technology is so far advanced than what we are. Um, it's a really interesting game. They just came out with part two, uh, horizon forbidden West on the PS five, uh, and PS four. Uh, so I think that would make a great movie actually. Um, I'm going to see if I can find a trailer for you right now. But yeah, I think that would be a pretty good movie. So what about you? What game would you make into um, a movie? What game would I remake? Um, I don't know. Because to me, games kind of fit in the era that they were created. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like to bring one modern would be tough for me. Um, that is, that is kind of tough because yeah. You know, maybe a maybe one of the original Zeldas. Oh, that'd be a good choice. Zelda is a one movie. One of the original Zelda. Yeah. That would be a good movie. 
No, 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 no. Remake the game. Oh, oh, remake the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're getting so many uh, different Zelda games now, too. Yeah. Zelda, move it into third person. Keep the same adventure, but complicate the castles a little bit. I think it would work. It would still be interesting. That's kind of what we're getting with. That's kind of what we got with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, because it it is in third person. Um, and they do have some dungeons and things like that. I've never finished Zelda. It was a pretty good game. Uh, but Zelda that we have now is more open world compared to what it was then. Like it was semi. I guess you can call it open world for the Nintendo, in a sense. Um. But yeah, I do feel like, I mean, you're right. I do agree. Some, some games, I feel like it is kind of hard to transport to the big screen because that's what makes video games so special because it's a medium that you can interact with. You know what I mean? And a lot of it, a lot of them just won't translate to the screen as well, because that's what makes it unique is your interaction with it compared to just sitting here, just watching it on screen. It's like, how does that translate? Yeah. You know, well, the specific game would be Zelda, a link to the past. A lot of people love, a lot of people love that game. That is, that is a classic. That is a classic. So now as for movies, I would take Assassin's Creed, but a specific time period. I would do the Ezio story. That'd be a good movie. That would be a good movie. That'd probably be better than the movie we got. Yeah. You'd have, I think it's Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Assassin's Creed Revelations. That's what I would do. Interesting. And if I couldn't get it as three movies, I would love to do um do it as a TV series. Three seasons, eight parts. I think a TV series would actually be pretty cool. I think I would like yeah. that. Yeah. Because to me that is the height of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You know, that is when the the store like it was three games with one story, one character from beginning to end. Yeah. And that to me was amazing as a game. So I would love to see that as, as a, again, maybe not a movie, maybe a TV series. Yeah. I think they should do it. Ubisoft, make it happen. Um, Los, do you, uh, want to leave the people with anything before we get out of here? Those are our picks for what we would make. Any suggestions, any final thoughts, any words of encouragement? Oh, one last thing about Assassin's Creed, my movies. Okay. I would want it to star Odette Ferrer. Ferrer? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Odette Ferrer. Did you ever see uh, The Mummy? Yes. Oh, the guy who played The Mummy? Yeah. No, yeah. no, not the one who played The Mummy. The one who, the one with the long hair who was the protector? The long black hair? With the tattoos on his face? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The tattoos on his face? That's what I'd want to play Ezio. I can see that. He has the, like, he would have the accent for it. He would have the look. I can actually see that. That's a good idea. Yep. Nice. Okay. But as far as suggestions are concerned, I would have to say, and I know this is just typical of me, but Star Trek Picard. Ah, that's um, all good, man. Season it's... two. Because oh, season two's out? Nice. It... Season two's out. Yeah. Because it feels like Star Trek. A lot of the problems with new Trek is they didn't understand what made Star Trek so great was the relationship of the characters and how they are to each other. Mm-hmm. And the setting just happened to be this futuristic place. Whereas Discovery, 
it's all about one character and the world revolves around her. And it isn't like the other shows where you kind of knew everybody and you kind of felt everything. In Star Trek Picard, not only do they have the look right, the technology right, the the way they speak is the proper way they brought the relationships back. So you so you care about these people as a crew. Or in season one, you are like, eh. Se- uh, season two was re- it's really cohesive. So recommendations to watch Star Trek Picard season two. Absolutely. Interesting. I was I was worried about Picard just being like one of those nostalgia trips. It's like, oh hey, do you remember Picard? Let's bring him back to you know to try to bring some fans back. But then the show was just like mediocre. Like I I was afraid it was just going to be just like a nostalgia trip, just like all the movies that we're getting nowadays, basically. No, season one is just grim, in in, in and it's just it's not fun. But season two. It's has its grim parts, it has its funny parts, but it's really good story. Mm. Really, really good story, you know, and I can't recommend it enough. All right, interesting. If you're a sci-fi fan. If you're a sci-fi uh, fan, guys, check out Star Trek Picard. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, um, check out the DJs on Twitch, man. There are some really good DJs on Twitch now who have, like, very limited followers, but are really like they're literally DJing for like an audience of five, and yeah. they are giving it their all, and they're absolutely amazing, and it surprises me. And there are some DJs who literally broadcast every night, and there's one guy which I don't remember his name because all he does is oldies, right? Mm-hmm. And as a DJ, I'm like, oh shit, I like this oldies. But then after two or three of his mixes, which all car crash, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> But there are other guys who are just amazing. And this is the first time where I see female DJs get a strong audience and a strong following. A lot of female DJs, for some odd reason, don't have confidence in their skills. And a lot of them are fucking amazing. I don't know why they don't have that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend music wise, follow some DJs on Twitch. Um, These guys are working hard to put a lot of effort into their skills. And they're they're literally playing for an audience of five or six. I mean, they're giving it their all, and they deserve some attention. Yeah. TV, Picard, games. I'm literally just bought the Ezio collection to play on my Switch. Interesting. For Assassin's Creed. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Cool beans. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because we play that. Oh I yeah. Enjoy that. Dude, we gotta we gotta do another brawl at night like soon because that was so much freaking fun. I saw it on my PS5 the other day, and I was like, man, I feel like playing some brawl again. Dude, whenever you want to play, give me a call because you know Kira and I are down to play anytime. Oh well, good to know because I might want to play this weekend. FYI. Oh yeah, no, this weekend you can't, right? I'm down whenever you want, but just I need an hour or two of a notice so I can clear things or I can tell you, okay, I'll be done with the dogs at this hour. Let's go. All right, cool beans. I'm gonna hold you to that because I definitely wanna play soon. Um, that's cool. Um, all right. So my recommendation before we get out of here is I know I probably talked about it before. Severance, watch it. Severance is amazing. Um, Did, didn't they just get picked up for a season two? Yes, they got picked up for a season two. So for anybody who doesn't know, Severance is a TV show about uh, a guy. Well, multiple people. Um, current timeline. If you would like to go to work. And separate your work life from your personal life. You can get a you can get a surgery done, 
that when you go to work, you will not think about or remember at all your life outside of work. You step on the elevator and you have a chip in the back of your head that automatically turns off your outside life and your switch to your work life. So you don't know if you have a child, you don't know if you have a wife, a family, anything, you just know work. And then same thing from when you go home, you don't know what happened at work and vice versa. This show started off very slow for me. Um, the first two episodes, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Um, but I'll kind of stay and watch it. The last like five episodes, I binged it in like two days. The season, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil this for anybody because it's such a good show. The season finale literally had me on the edge of my seat. It is so good that me and my girl was like screaming at the TV at what was happening. It was freaking insane. I don't think any season finale, any show has ever made me feel like this at the end of the season. You need to watch it. Big ups to Ben Stiller. He directed this. I know Ben Stiller, Zoolander himself. Kind of crazy oh, to think that. I didn't know he was directing. Yeah. I didn't even know that. He, he, I think this is his second show. Such a good show. Don't look up anything online. Don't look up any teaser. Don't look up any spoilers. I just have one question about the show. Okay. Are there any office romances? Um, it's not too much of a spoiler, but there is a slight interest. I'll say that there is okay. interest. Um, the cast is amazing. I was actually surprised at how good the cast was, how good the acting was. It, it like stick with it. The first two episodes, you might be like kind of confused. You might feel like you're probably not going to be interested. Stick with it. Cause I felt the same way. Cause I was after the second episode, I was like, uh, I'm probably not, I'm probably, probably going to fall off on this. I am recommending this to everybody. If you don't have Apple TV plus get it. Apple TV plus is a sleeper. There are movies on Apple TV plus that is winning awards, winning Oscars, winning Emmys. And like, there is such a good streaming service. There are a lot of sleepers on this show. One of the first deaf actors ever won an Oscar yes. and from, from an Apple TV movie. Get Apple TV. If you have a PS five, you get six months free. Uh, if you never did it before, you probably get a free trial. Get Apple TV, watch severance. I promise you, you will freaking love it. And write in the comments, uh, leave a message to me on discord and let me know what you think about it. Good freaking show. That's all I gotta say. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, great show today. Appreciate everybody stopping by and hanging out. Um, Legion love you, man. Nice to have you, Thank um, you, you know, for hanging out today. Anybody who stopped by and show, um, showed us some love. Don't forget if you guys are watching us live, if you're watching the recorded version of this, uh, leave a like, it will help move us up in the algorithm. Uh, check out our discord and the show notes. Uh, you can catch me and Los over there from time to time, other people in the community, and you can stay up to date on everything that's happening in J house radio. And don't forget, um, hit us up on Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash J house. Um, and the link will be in the show notes as well. Um, support the podcast, even if it's just a dollar, um, it'll help us get a cup of coffee. Uh, Legion in chat says, don't forget your uniform for the next podcast. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, to my name, buenas, como estas? <laughs> uh, yes. 
Yeah, she's uh the my uh girlfriend is hanging out in chat, guys. Our reaction to the last episode. Yes, uh, she left an emoji with a shock face. <laughs> that was definitely our reaction. I'm glad they're getting a season two because uh the way the last episode ended, I am like eagerly waiting for season two. Eagerly waiting. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we are going to get ready to head out of here. Thank you for hanging out today, guys. Peace, love, and chicken grease. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Later, guys.